Welcome to Resilience in You with Beth Page. It's thought that challenges and uncertainty make us the people we are today. Where success comes in is how resilient we are in the face of adversity. Being resilient means taking a break, creating a sense of calm in our storm. You start today. Here's your host, Beth Page. Hello, fabulous humans. Welcome to Resilience in You. I'm Beth Page. I'm calling in today from the traditional, ancestral, and unceded territories of the Halat, Penelicate, and Stuminas families. I'm grateful to live, learn, play, and work on the territories that have been stewarded by these families for generations. I'm delighted to have you joining us today as we talk about resilience. And the question I ask is, what if today, what if this moment, as you're listening in, is the perfect time to be focusing on you and your resilience? Today, I'm delighted to be welcoming Dr. Julie Chesley, a colleague, a friend, and a precious human, uh, to share her story of resilience. Julie uh, has many, many fabulous qualities, and she is a retired Lieutenant Colonel of the Air Force. She is a former leader with the Graziadio School of Business at Pepperdine University. She's a parent of two fabulous daughters, and uh, she makes her home in Florida. And uh, as the lead of the Chesley Group, it's my pleasure to welcome Dr. Julie Chesley. Welcome. Thanks so much, Beth. I'm so pleased to be here with you today. I'm delighted uh, that we're going to be getting to spend some time together. Uh, Amidst these pandemic times, it seems like uh, Zoom and phone are are how we find uh, the people in our worlds and have the opportunity to connect. And I know that that's been certainly supporting me and my resilience. I'm uh, also wanting to invite you to share a little bit of uh, what you want our listeners to know about Julie Chesley. What would you like to share? Well, thanks, Beth. Um, I think uh, you, you kicked it off. I want to start with family. Man, I am um, blessed to be married to the most wonderful man in the world, Bruce. Um, We're coming up on 30 years. And I know. And um, as you know, or as you mentioned, that we have uh, two wonderful daughters, Abby, who's 28, and Alex, who's 27. And also we have Connor, who is our son-in-law as of last year. And so very proud there. Um, I think, you know, you kicked off on um, some of the highlights of my professional background, but, you know, I served 20 years in the Air Force, you know, starting off with um, uh, the time at the Air Force Academy and um, following that, um, you know, transferred into more academia, you know, where I taught, I guess over time I've taught at the Air Force Academy, I've taught at Colorado College and also at Pepperdine, again, where I met you. And, you know, the privilege there of just teaching so so many wonderful people and the experiences that we shared, you know, going around the world um, and Mm -hmm. some of our fun and um, growth opportunities in China, I remember very, very fondly. Um, And, you know, following um, the full time at Pepperdine, I've been focusing primarily on my consulting practice as well as giving back. I mean, that's such a um, piece of me. So I'm on the board for the Falcon Foundation at the Air Force Academy, as well as on the board of the National Education Alliance for Borderline Personality Disorder. 
So that's a lot in a nutshell, but that's a little bit about me. Yeah. And um, the National Education Alliance for uh, Border Personality Disorder is an organization that's pretty close to your heart. And I know one of the um, entry points into our conversation about resilience um, may give us an opportunity to explore that a little bit further. So as we embark on this conversation, what's the story of resilience that you wanted to bring forward today? Well, you know, um, there's been a number of times where I've had to kind of dig deep and try to try to be resilient. Um, but I think the, the one that stands out the most is um, having two daughters with mental illness mm-hmm. and kind of very unexpected and uh, not something that, you know, <laughs> um, you plan for. Um, I know you know, when, when you, when you adopt a baby or you have your own children, Bruce and I were blessed to adopt. Um, but, uh, no one tells you about the mental health system, what a 72 hour hold is, how to navigate insurance. And so that was kind of the, you know, when you asked me about resilience, that was the piece that stood out to me in terms of, wow, this was something I wasn't expecting. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and wasn't expecting. And how, how did that unfold for you and, and Bruce? Uh, uh, what was that journey like for you? Well, gosh, you know, as with most, uh, or with many uh, mental illnesses, um, they tend to uh, show up more um, when uh, people are in their mid to late teens and early 20s. And that's kind of when things started to, um, uh, unravel's a tough uh, tough word, but just that when we noticed differences and, and real challenges and we didn't know what we were dealing with. And, you know, we did our best to try to research and fix and get help. But um, for a long time, it, it not, not a lot was working. And so, um, you know, we were just trying our best <laughs> to make things, quote, normal. <laughs> yeah. And um, gosh, that didn't work very well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And do you recall a specific time or um, moment that was a bit of a turning point for, the, for you in this journey? <sighs> yeah, sitting in the hospital mm-hmm. um, and... Uh, just not not knowing where to turn, um, where to go. Um, you know, Google is your best friend when you're trying to look things up and you don't even know what words to search for. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you can't believe you're doing it. And you, you know, even though Bruce and I were together, you feel really alone yeah. um, there. And so I think that was a that was one of the bigger you know, moments. And, and I know we're not alone as parents and, or as family members, um, but you feel alone. I felt alone. Yeah. Yeah. And um, certainly one of the things that this pandemic has made available is uh, uh, a focus and an awareness of the impacts on uh, mental health. And this was long before then. Uh, and so what, what, resource to you in the midst of this um, during this period? 
Well, you know, looking back, um, I'm not sure we did the right things in terms of trying to um, take care of ourselves. You know, we have something that we, uh, you know, as part of NEA, uh, we teach a class, a family connections class. And one of the things that we talk about in that class is putting on your oxygen mask first. Um, and so you can, you know, there's, there's real wisdom in that because you can't take care of somebody else if, if you're not able to breathe. And, um, but I don't think we did that at the time. I think we, um, you know, we've learned. Um, but I think at the time it was just trying to fix, fix, fix and, do and you know just um stay busy and you know and there's um and not not really just slowing down and seeing what was in front of us and you know breathing you know breathing Mm -hmm. has helped and um there's so many studies on that but you know just even that big deep belly breath um was helpful but at the at the time when it was first upon us i don't think I'm not sure we we knew what to do. Yeah, and um, and as so many uh, parents uh, who also try to support children with mental illness, um, especially when it emerges in in teenage and early adult years, it's I can only imagine uh, uh, unsettling and um, and heartbreaking. Yeah, you know, it, it really can be. And there was such a, um, there was such a desire for, uh, on my part, you know, to, to have this thing called normal, you know, the, the bell curve. And, um, and, you know, this wasn't my saying, but I just, it, it, it's almost on a post-it note in my office. It's like normal is a drier setting. Why would anyone want to be normal? But yet there was so much, of well, let's try to let's try to get everything in this tidy little box, and um, and when it's not, it's messy, and it's and we're human, and and it's hard. Yeah, yeah, and even in the hard, there's beauty and messy. <laughs> oh, absolutely. You know, right now, I just now I can look at everything that has happened as such a learning, such a um, well, a gift, you know, I would have had no idea about this. Why would anyone go there? Um, and, and it's just such a, um, I've got so much empathy, you know, it's um, for other people that are going through the similar challenges, you know, and, and when, you know, and mental illness still has so much stigma mm-hmm. um, associated with it. And, you know, oftentimes when when you're experiencing it, you know, people don't bring over um, casseroles or, you know, try to help the family out. You're often left alone. People don't know what to say. And so it is, um, it is pretty lonely. Yeah. I'm wondering what advice and guidance you would offer listeners who are uh, experiencing that I don't know what to say feeling uh, as it relates to someone that they know? Huh. Um, I think just being with 
um, being with um, and just sometimes saying, I don't know what to say. I don't know what it's like to be you and tell me about it Mm. and just inviting stories. And this is not only just for family members. This is for, um, well, this would help for all of us, but, um, you know, for our loved ones, you know, Mm -hmm. what is it like to be you? And, you know, in terms of, um, if, you know, and I don't know if it's advice, but I, we learned something along the way. um, And I think it was Marsha Linehan um, who, who came up with this in her um, dialectical behavior therapy, but something called radical acceptance, mm-hmm. which is just with your whole being, if something's going on in your life that you want to change or you don't like or wish were different, um, it's you know with your heart and your mind and your soul just accepting it and realizing that all your efforts to try to change things or fix things or make them better might actually be making things worse Mm -hmm. or could be. And maybe if I can just radically accept the pain or the whatever's in my life, then I don't have to suffer Mm. because you have, you know, there's pain plus acceptance, um, you, you could just, when you accept something, you're, you, you don't have to suffer anymore. Um, mm-hmm. It's just pain. And um, you can go on looking to say, well, okay, if this is what it is, then uh, what else do I have? What can I see in this situation that has beauty, that mm-hmm. has wisdom, that has learning, that has growth? Yeah. I um I read one of the things that Jack Cornfield uh, will often share is uh, you know pain is inevitable, suffering is optional. And I listen to you describe radical acceptance, uh, which um, in people who are um, problem solvers uh, and advice givers and uh, fixers. Uh, that would be uh, transformational to create the space to accept what is and what, um, and to look for the beauty in that moment, that messy, human, loving moment. Yeah, absolutely. What What is there that I've been missing because I'm so busy trying to make it better? You know, Mm -hmm. what, um, and there's just, and it turns out there's so much, there is so much um, learning connection community. If you are able to do that and just be with versus Mm -hmm. um, trying to fix. Yeah. I think we have an opportunity uh, to transform the world from the definition of normal being a drier setting into being a world where radical acceptance uh, is what we bring with us into relationships. Uh, And so I look forward to continuing that conversation with you after break. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with Dr. Julie Chesley. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. 
At Dreamcatcher Consulting, Beth Page helps her clients assess and build resilience initiatives that support and strengthen resilience. Visit dreamcatcher-consulting.com for more information about the Resilience at Work assessment for teams, leaders, and individuals in a company environment. Beth is an accredited Resilience at Work consultant in North America who works with clients from all over the world. Find your resilience. Reach out to Beth now at dreamcatcher-consulting.com. Check out and order the second edition of Change Happens. In business, many leaders have a great vision, but find their companies are lacking adequate execution. Transformative Experts with host Chris Elias takes you behind the scenes with real-life business leaders and transformative experts who can pinpoint why. Listen to learn how company culture drives execution to optimize results. How can you afford to miss it? Tune in live every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. And catch our weekly replay on the Voice America Influencers Channel, Sundays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has a mobile app for iOS, Android, or Amazon Kindle. Visit the Apple App Store, Amazon, or Google Play to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. This is Resilience in You with Beth Page. We invite you to send questions or comments about the show via email to beth at dreamcatcher-consulting.com. That's beth at dreamcatcher-consulting.com. Now back to Resilience in You. Welcome back, everyone. My special guest today is Dr. Julie Chesley. We went to break talking about the possibility of radical acceptance in the world. And uh, as part of the beauty of radical acceptance, uh, Julie, I want to talk a little bit about your contribution and your work with the National Educational Alliance, because that sounds like uh, uh, an incredible opportunity to make a contribution to other parents like yourself, who uh, woke up one day, one week, one month, and realized that something had shifted in their household. Yeah, well, thank you, Beth. Yeah, the um, NEA um, is for short, but the NEA, BPD, um, the real mission behind it is, you know, to provide education, um, some awareness and understanding uh, about um, BPD, borderline personality disorder, or emotion dysregulation disorder, um, kind of to reduce the stigma and to promote some research around there. And what I think is so powerful is um, they developed, gosh, it must have been 20 years ago, um, 
a class, a 12-week evidence-based course for family members who have loved ones with BPD or motion dysregulation. It's also available for clinicians and uh, um, educators as well. But it is a free course that offers um, some education, um, some skills for us as um, family members, as well as support. You know, we're not doing this alone. Um, And by the way, in Canada, um, a a sister organization, the Sash Bear Bear Foundation, also offers family connections in Canada um, as well. And, you know, it's worldwide, but I think it just has, um, well, it's transformed our lives um, because, you know, you recognize, you know, one of the key pieces around there is understanding that how, you know, the skills will help me as a person, but, you know, every, every interaction, what we're doing right now is a transaction. So how I behave, how I pay attention, how I listen, how I respond impacts you. Mm-hmm. And, and so really recognizing that we do have an impact and we can, you know, um, with, with skills, you know, hopefully make some important changes. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's been one of the gifts for you of this involvement uh, with the National Education Alliance for Border Personality Disorder? You know, well, gifts, it's given, given me so much um, in terms of just with Bruce and I and our family, um, a lot of a lot of a lot of skills for ourselves, but just reaching out um, and being able to teach the courses, and then um, now I'm fortunate enough to be on the on the board and trying to figure out how we can expand the reach. Um, and you know, because there's you know we've got a waiting list for people to take the the course, and and it's and it's just so helpful. So they're gifts, and then meeting other people who also want to give back. You know, it's just so important. And they help you, by the way, in um, everyday life as well. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Amazing how the skills we learn can help us in our whole lives. Uh, And um, when you think about um, the community that now surrounds and supports you as you surround and support others, uh, what really allows for that to occur? that sense of community? Hmm. Well, I think just some of the, um, you know, some of the things that we uh, teach that when we're together, there's, you know, well, I'll just start with some of our assumptions that we have to, you know, basic assumptions to be effective. Um, and again, so many of us w- walk around trying to be right, but like, uh, it's always, do you want to be right? Or do you want to be effective? So the assumptions to be effective is, you know, we should all try to interpret things in the bo- most benign way possible. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a number of different ways that we can interpret what's happening in, you know, in our lives or what we're hearing on the news, but if we can interpret it in the most benign way, mm-hmm. um, you know, as, and, you know, we've taught at Pepper that there is no one or any absolute truth. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you and I can be in the room and you say it's cold and I say it's hot. Well, what's truth? And especially when we're talking about, um, you know, behaviors. Uh, um, and everyone is doing 
the best that they can in this moment. You know, the assumption about we are all doing our very, very best. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we can all try harder next time. You know, even if we've been giving it our all, maybe there's a different way of showing up that will make us more effective. So if, if everyone is operating with this set of assumptions, um, even if we have different ideas, you know, and there's also the different skills that we're learned, but if you've got a group of people that just are trying to be effective versus trying to be right, um, turns out you can get a lot done. Yeah, no kidding. I'm reminded of a passage from uh, Rumi uh, that said, you know, there's out beyond the definition of wrongness and rightness, there's a field. I'll meet you there. Beautiful. Yeah, I think there's something to be said if we can meet on a field where we're assuming the most benign thing possible. What opportunities? Yeah, because, you know, as it turns out, we often don't really know. Um, You know, we make stuff up all the time. And, you know, it's just what are we observing? What's right in front of us right now? Or what could it be? Being curious. You are Mm -hmm. so good at that. My experience of you, Beth, is that you are one of the most curious human beings alive. And just um, if if we go from that stance versus knowing the answer... Um, I think uh, we can have much more effective dialogues. Yeah, yeah. And these assumptions sound like a shared understanding amongst the folks in your um, community. And what do you notice as the ripple effect from that? Well, the first word that came to me was kindness. Mm. <laughs> um, and um, compassion, and uh, and and just a, a really a, a bringing together of that mm-hmm. because um, even if you don't agree with me, um, you're going to work to hear me, mm-hmm. and um, and and bring you know validate my my experience in the world. It might be different than yours, um, but once we're heard. Oftentimes that's, it's like, okay, you hear me, you see me, you get me. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes my answer isn't the right one. And, mm-hmm. th- and then it's okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I had a, a formal, former graduate student, her name was Cheryl and her advice to a cohort, which was advice I heeded as well, was the value of listening to the final period. Mm-hmm. And in a world that seems to be occupied with listening to respond, the idea of listening to the final period seems like a little way to honor uh, the humanity in each of us a little bit more fully. Wow. Um, Cheryl was quite brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> I think I often teach because students continue to teach me. Um, as, as you know, the, the, the reciprocity that exists in education in really magical environments can be quite transformational for all. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And as you look at um, the education that you now offer in teaching these uh, courses, what does, it, what, what does it offer you and the participants in the course? I think it um, reduces 
uh, a sense of, you know, burden. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, actually, we could say that because because we know. I mean, there has been it's been researched, but it's you know less grief, mm-hmm. um, less burden, a greater sense of empowerment on the choices um, that we all have in the world. And so I think, you know, wh- whether you have a loved one with a mental illness in your life or not, you radically accept it. But then, how do you go on? Um, uh, you know, having a life that's beautiful and, you know, having these choices instead of having it define you. Does that make sense? It makes total sense yeah. that um, that we can be defined by the situation we find ourselves in. And uh, I'm reminded of this lovely um, passage in uh, the book Embers um, by uh, the late Ojibwe elder Richard Wagamese who says about resilience, uh, I want to go beyond. I don't want to bounce back. Bounce back means or implies returning to what was before. I want to go beyond the hurt. And um, what a powerful example of that to, to move through life with what unfolds before you and go beyond. Yes. Oh, that, yeah, that, again, so beautifully said, Beth, you know, in terms of um, even what we, and I know what you know um, in the consulting business in terms of appreciative inquiry, in terms of when have we been at our best instead of just going back to, you know, when, when are we at normal? It's this whole step function above in terms of, um, you know, but, bouncing forward maybe (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and what an opportunity we have before us uh to be bouncing forward absolutely and uh when you reflect on this notion of radical acceptance and bouncing forward uh what are you noticing in your own life as uh as you move through and bounce forward yourself um, I, th- I think what I'm noticing is um, new opportunities that, you know, you, like it's as if the um, world, uh, like, oh, the blinders come off a little bit. You see more. And so there's an opportunity to give back more. There's, you know, an opportunity to use the skills that I've been blessed with. You know, how can I use these to help an organization um, you know, where is the advocacy, you know, so there's new things that are opening up that I wouldn't have dreamed of, um, you know, 10 years ago had, or however many years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think when you can accept it with your whole being and then just say, okay, it, well, you say yes to the world, you know, you say yes, instead of um, saying no or mm-hmm. staying back. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and what is Julie Chesley saying yes to? <laughs> I knew you were going to ask that. <laughs> it's like, oh, be careful. Beth is so good um, as an interviewer. Uh, I think I'm saying yes to even things like this, about um, talking, about being a voice, uh, about being okay um, with, with 
me, who I am, um, and the trajectory of my life, and um, being open to what's what's coming next, and and really this whole notion of service, you know, that was ingrained in the Air Force originally, mm-hmm. or in my family, you know, mm-hmm. when I was growing up in terms of, you know, my mom and dad just exemplified that, you know, in terms of their service. And for them, it was to the church mm-hmm. um, and still continues to be. Um, but this notion of service has just become um, of something beyond yourself. Um, it just has so much more meaning mm-hmm. um, than it did earlier. So that's the yes. Yeah. And when you reflect on on your service in the Air Force, uh, what are if we have listeners who 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 have uh, uh, professional careers in the military? Uh, you uh, have uh, served for over twenty years, and uh, also uh, re. Uh, uh, dreamed of possibilities beyond the service for yourselves. And as people are transitioning, what are the, what are the skills you carry forward with you from your service that have served you in your life? I think um, there was many. Um, uh, there's just some of the, you know, the core values of, you know, service before self, excellence in all we do, and integrity first. You know, those are some of the Air Force values that I don't think we had to memorize, but they're just part of mm-hmm. you, you know, excellence in, in everything um, and or do your best. And, um, and I think that that transfers, you know, the, the values of hard work and, um, you know, there's a a huge value in the services of, of teamwork. You know, you're there. I've got your back. Mm-hmm. And so much of the work we do um, in, you know, if you look at the corporate world or nonprofits, you don't do it alone. There's mm-hmm. very few individual contributors in society. And so if you think about that, um, you know, that also transfers, you know, how, do, how can I support you because we're only good if we're good together, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, I think that is um, that is very very helpful. I think uh, discipline, um, you know, is uh, just just the discipline to what's well, helped in the pandemic, you know, just to get up in the morning um, and to you know change clothes and to exercise and just because I know those things help me put my oxygen mask on. Um, the exercise and eating right, but it's the daily routines that can, can be very, very helpful, you know, on a personal level, but also in, in the workplace. So I think there's so much that the service, you know, can, and I'm sure, and, you know, there's the leadership, you know, in terms of being a, um, I know there's often views about military leaders, but so many that I've known and worked with have been real servant leaders, you know, really looking out for the troops and, you know, and looking at obviously the mission, you know, the mission focus is, is always there, but it's, you know, let's, how are we taking care of our troops? Cause we cannot accomplish the mission if we don't have troops. And so, and troops that are engaged and supportive and, you know, um, there for us. So I think, 
Um, there are so many things that translate directly um, that I've been able to just call upon. Mm-hmm. And I think that have served me well. Well, and isn't it wonderful that at the end of the day, it comes back to the precious humans? <sighs> Absolutely. You know, we in organizations, as you know, in organization development, we can change the systems till we're blue in the face, but until we've paid attention to the people that have to actually implement this, these wonderful systems we put in place, um, they might just stay there, the, the systems as systems, or we might not, you just won't ever make those changes because turns out it's us as humans that actually <laughs> have to do that. And we have to capture not only the brilliance of everyone, but the hearts if we mm-hmm. really want to make the changes we want to make. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for um, uh, sharing the connection to humanity, to heart, to radical acceptance, and to resilience. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with Dr. Julie Chesley. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. At Dreamcatcher Consulting, Beth Page helps her clients assess and build resilience initiatives that support and strengthen resilience. Visit dreamcatcher-consulting.com for more information about the Resilience at Work assessment for teams, leaders, and individuals in a company environment. Beth is an accredited Resilience at Work consultant in North America who works with clients from all over the world. Find your resilience. Reach out to Beth now at dreamcatcher-consulting.com. Check out and order the second edition of Change Happens. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access all the time. There are two types of leaders in business. Those who are nice, compassionate people. And frankly, they are the people who fail to get a lot done. Then there are those who can get everything done and so much more. But they are greedy, unethical, and self-centered. The Compassionate Samurai Business Hour with Kathy Fairbanks finds a way to use the best of both types of leaders to help you create a dynamic roadmap to success. Tune in every Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Business. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. This is Resilience in You with Beth Page. We invite you to send questions or comments about the show via email to beth at dreamcatcher-consulting.com. That's beth at dreamcatcher-consulting.com. Now back to Resilience in You. And we're back with 
Dr. Julie Chesley. And uh, we've had the uh, pleasure of talking about uh, her work with the National Education Alliance for Border Personality Disorder. Uh, we have had the opportunity to talk about her, um, her decorated um, time uh, with the Air Force. And um, Julie, when you think about resilience amidst these pandemic times, what are some of the lessons that you've learned? Well, I think the importance, you know, we started off with just pausing and breathing um, is just to practice is one of the things that, that I've learned. I think, you know, the notion of gratitude, um, I've tried every morning as I put my feet on the floor of not moving for a period of time of what am I grateful for today? And usually the list is really long because um, there's so much to be grateful for, the sunshine, the, you know, the beauty and your relationships and, you know, health or whatever it is. It's, um, so I think really, really noticing what is out there, what uh, is in my life that I can draw upon um, has been a, a great practice um, I think realizing, um, you know, I'm not alone, you know, I think reaching out and being purposeful um, and it's, you know, whether it's, what it's whatever faced with is most of the time in this beautiful life that we all have is that there's somebody else that either is going through the same thing we're going through or if they're, if they aren't, um, they can offer a listening ear. Um, and, and so I think reaching out and not trying to go it alone, um, I think has been a, a real strategy that I've used. And then if there's something that, you know, stub my toe, things happen, life happens in a different way than Miss Planner, me, um, it tried to anticipate it's what can I learn? You know, what it, where is the kernel of or the, or the nugget or the big boulder of learning that's, you know, that I'm supposed to get from this experience that I just wasn't anticipating. And, you know, more often than not, it's, it's so much. If I can not look at the, what I just stubbed my toe on or what's in front of me or the crater, it's, it's what's the beauty beyond. And, um, that you that I wouldn't have seen had this not happened. So, just kind of those, you know, it's it's a, it's a slowing down. It's kind mm -hmm. of you know, um, if I thought of you know, uh, as you know, snow globes, you know, those snow globes, mm -hmm. you know, when you shake them, they're they're beautiful, but you can't re if it's really snowing in there, you can't see the beauty of what's mm -hmm. in the snow globe. And so it's kind of just letting the snow globe sit and say, what have I not seen before? Um, that I can see and I can now see. So during all of this, mm -hmm. what about what about you, Beth? I'm really curious about what you've um, what you've relied on. Yeah, I uh, there's been a, a few opportunities for learning in uh, the last year for sure. Uh, I had um, several months without uh, uh, much of a, a 
fitness routine. So uh, lacking the discipline of military service, I will say. Uh, and around November 1, I realized that uh, that needed to change. And um, it started with a, a beautiful 10-kilometer uh, um, kayak paddle with a neighbor and, uh, and began a journey of um, getting on a treadmill or um, finding an online class uh, every day since. Um, I've allowed myself the equivalent of a day off a month. And um, uh, because I'm a bit of an opportunist, I built a desk on my treadmill uh, thanks to some advice from a friend of mine. And so it looks a little bit like there's a larger monitor. And so, you know, work is getting done amidst uh, the workout. So uh, there's something very satisfying about feeling like I got a twofer. I double down on, on uh, uh, working out and getting work done. Uh, and so that's been really helpful. And as you say, uh, this uh, value of gratitude has been so, so important. Um, there's a tremendous amount of disequilibrium in the world right now. And, uh, and just any time that I name something I'm grateful for, uh, I, I equally acknowledge that, uh, that someone else may not be experiencing mm. that same um, yeah. Uh, opportunity, and um, and so uh, the quest for gratitude, and you know, when I hear you talk about um, radical acceptance, it's like taking it in on all the levels. It's not only about the words we say; it's about the feelings we experience and what that does for us in our body, somatically, um, that we can acknowledge and receive what's going on. And um, I also have just really, if I feel inspired to pick up the phone and call someone or I'm thinking about them, I follow through as much as I can. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and that's been, you know, if only just to say, hey, I was thinking of you today. Uh, and I think um, that, uh, you know, is, 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 a, is a, there are so many, and, that, and the, the big lesson, there are so many things that we can do that cost us absolutely nothing. Mm. And um, time is so precious. Uh, and uh, the, the, the offering of, of what I can and the billing, being willing to receive uh, what comes back um, as uh, as 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 a reciprocity that is operating in in exchange of uh, things that I previously relied on, like hugs, <laughs> and um, and uh, lots of contact uh, with uh, with humans uh, in in more interactive settings, and so I become grateful for Zoom. There was a period of time when I was um, less enamored with it, and then I realized uh, it is the replacement vehicle that is available to me uh, amidst, uh, amidst this time where, where physical distancing is, is uh, what is keeping people safe. Mm -hmm. wow. yeah. yeah. Thank you for sharing your, your lessons because you have so many. Thank you, Beth. Yeah. 
Well, it was, uh, it started, the November one started out with a 30 day challenge. Cause I think if I had said, I'll just do it every day forever, that wouldn't have done it for me. But um, 30 days, I thought I can do something for 30 days. Uh, and there's this uh, great uh, TED talk that um, Matt Cutts does on 30 day challenges. And it's a nice little form of inspiration uh, for, uh, for taking anything that one might want to introduce into one's life for 30 days and see what happens over time. Yeah. So that has, was this initial source of inspiration. And, and as the endorphins started to release, it just kept on going. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, let's shift and talk a little bit about um, the Chesley group uh, and, um, and the work that's keeping uh, you uh, engaged in the world uh, and in your practice. What are some of the things that are occupying you these days? Well, um, wonderful opportunities to continue work with organizations and um, also with um, some leadership development programs. And it, you know, and it's it. When I'm thinking about my work, it's really all about um, you know making transformative changes. And it usually start you know it starts with us, the individual. And, you know, most of us go through life on autopilot, you know, largely unaware of what our um, habits are or biases or our, you know, belief systems. And, and so one of the first things that, that I focus on or that I, I also have a wonderful group of colleagues um, from Sync Up Leadership Group that um, we work on is, you know, kind of bringing what's under uh, we use the term what's under the waterline, above the waterline. So we can we can say, is this still serving me? Mm-hmm. You know, some of the habits and patterns might have come, you know, been developed when, um, if you think about it, it's a kind of like our internal operating system our, in, our, in our mind. It might have been developed when we were 7 and 10, 15 years old. And is that still working for me right now? Um, and it might be. So if it is, beautiful. But we often don't, again, have time to uh, press the pause button and kind of look at how we show up in the world, um, get feedback on how we show up, and then begin the, the you know, process of what, what might I want to work on so that I can be the best, best version of myself. Because we don't want to create everybody that looks like one person, you know, it, as much as... Um, as much as we might want everybody to be like Beth Page, they have to be their own version of who they are. And how do you find that out? How do you um, step back and, and uh, create habits so that you can focus on yourself and make those, those do those 30-day challenges uh, in whatever it is in their life? So I'm having um, fun creating um, and working on curriculum and trying to figure out what can be done best on Zoom, and you know, when are we waiting for the time when it will be safe to return um, to to be in connection, human connection <laughs> with others, and um, you know, and so that's a lot about my work. And it's, but again, it's always about as you know, as much as we want to might want to develop a new strategy or come up with a performance measurement process or um, whatever it is in, the, in an organization, it's also, well, we have to bring the, the humans in 
you know, um, and we really need to hear their voices and we really need to question assumptions and we really, you know, need to learn how to talk to each other um, and listen to each other. So not, you know, ironically, not that much different than, you know, some of the basic skills we're teaching in family connections. I love it. And uh, Julie, if people wanted to continue the conversation with you, how might they do that? And what final comment would you like to offer? Well, um, obviously, you can uh, connect with me on LinkedIn, and I think we can make that um, we can we can make that uh, available to folks. And um, and I'm, and I and I'm happy to talk with anyone about any of this in terms of um, in terms of anything that we've touched today. Uh, I'm here, and I will best do my best to support. Um, and I think the one piece that, as I'm thinking about today, is this whole notion of whatever you're facing, um, and we all face some very, very different things, it's put on your oxygen mask first. Mm -hmm. What do you need to do to take care of yourself, whether it's pausing, breathing, sleeping, um, changing eating habits so that you can be there for others in the world because we all need each other. Yeah, we all need each other and radical acceptance, community, and connection offer those fabulous opportunities uh, for pushing reset on an autopilot button so that we can focus in on the resilience of putting the mask on ourselves. Thank you, Julie, for joining me today. Such a pleasure to have been in conversation with you. And as we close out today's show, uh, keep an eye out for us. We will be back next week. And if you want to continue the conversation, feel free to connect in on Twitter at Change Wisdom and consider for yourself as you reflect on today's conversation, what's one wise action that you might take to support your resilience? And also, if you're looking for another opportunity to connect, Change Happens virtual and online book launch happens April 1st, 10 a.m. PST, 1 p.m. EST. The second edition is out. And as we contemplating return to work and changes in a pre and now post pandemic land, uh, perhaps the 5C model and change happens will offer you some support. This is Beth Page. I'm delighted to have been in conversation with Dr. Julie Chesley today. We'll look forward to seeing you again next week. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to Resilience and You. Please join your host, Beth Page, again next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. This week, if you find that you're facing some personal stress, try to find your calm. Be resilient. 